Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. There we go. Welcome back, kids. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I am Chad Sowash, and today we have a special guest researcher, analyst, and intelligence elevation artist. That's what she's going to be doing today. Madeline Lorano, founder of Aptitude Research. Give a big applause, big applause. Thanks, Chad. Madeline, 
I didn't I didn't do you justice. Okay, I need we need to know more about Madeline. Give us a little Twitter bio about you. Well, thanks for having me on, Chad. I'm thrilled to be here, and I think the intelligence elevator is the greatest compliment I've ever had. So I don't know if I can <laughs> I can say anything else after that. But I I do research, like you said, on HCM technology. Talent acquisition is a big focus for me, and and I know for you too. So I'm excited to be here and share some of the new research. Enough of the tease on the research. We're going to be talking about programmatic, but before we get into the research, let's talk a little bit about what programmatic is in the first place. We know what dumbed down distribution is and that all that is very simply, and it is programmatic to an extent, right? If you're posting a job and it's being thrown out there to the world, that is a programmatic distribution, but we're talking about something much different than just spray and pray types of uh, technology. What is the programmatic that we're going to be focusing on with this research? Yeah, it's exactly right. I think most people think it's just job distribution or just real-time bidding, and it's so much more. It's really automating all the buying and selling of advertising. It's used so often in marketing, and it's removing, in many cases, humans from negotiating that, which is time-consuming. There's so much error with that, and it's streamlining all your advertising, and it's doing that all through a performance-driven system. So ultimately, if it's working, you're saving all of this wasted spend, you're saving money, and you're streamlining your advertising and ideally getting the right candidates, which is is what it's designed to do. Yeah. But the problem is in talent acquisition, adoption. Yeah. We haven't seen mass adoption. So your research actually jumps into uh, some of those different points. And again, we're just going to tease the research because we want people to be able to, to, to read into it, not to mention you and I have a webinar uh, with hr.com to, to yes. talk more about this in March, right? Yes, exactly. We're going to talk about all of these misperceptions around what it is and, and what's happening in the market. And I think that's exactly right, Chad, though. It's if you look at marketing and how they've adopted programmatic, it's like yeah. 80, it's 80 percent, something crazy. And that's small companies, big companies. And in talent acquisition, it's under 10 percent. And that's what we found in our research, too. It's just not being adopted. It's not being talked about enough. I think people don't understand what it is, who the players are, what it can do. So we're, I know we're going to do that on the webinar is, you know, shine some light in the space. And we tried to do it in the research too. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the players real quick, because if talent acquisition leader is not familiar, we've got the Pando logics, we've got the Jovios, we've got the AppCast, we've got, uh, what, what is, what is They I think it's just radency programmatic. Yeah. Symphony talent programmatic. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Yeah. And then Recruitix with KRT and they've got programmatic. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I think that that's really where a lot of the strength is, is in these standalone providers or the symphonies that have, you know, really made a commitment to building it out. I think the confusion is when, and I know we've talked about this before, when the ATS providers start to say, we've got programmatic and they don't. And then it just becomes confusion about what's job distribution, what's truly programmatic. And, and, and we've seen that. We've, seen, we've been at conferences together where we've seen ATS providers going to market with programmatic. Yeah. And really what it is, what I like to call, and I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay how hard it is for like a broad bean 
to push jobs out. That's that's not easy. They have analytics, they have all, but but it's not programmatic, right? They actually, I think they've partnered with Jovio and probably some other programmatic players to provide programmatic to uh, their customers. So uh, the big question is, why has marketing had such a high adoption rate and talent acquisition has not? Yeah. It's a great question. And we we dove into that in the research. And I can tell you some of the themes that came up and the differences that came up. The first is it's not an integrated part of our TA strategy where it is in marketing. Like the marketing strategy and the brand strategy for companies includes programmatic. That's a core component. And we don't do that in talent acquisition. It's the separate side item. You know, it's a different market, different providers that we don't typically talk about. And it's not integrated. And I think the other piece is marketing does a really good job of showing the value and showing that this isn't something that requires you to build this new budget and think about costs. It's a cost savings solution. And we don't talk about it the same way in talent acquisition. So I think when it's not integrated and when you're talking about it as an expense versus a cost savings solution, there's a disconnect. Well, and that being said... What has your research actually found with regard to companies going programmatic? Are you seeing them sticking with it? Are they actually, you know, increasing budget? What what's the story there? Because those are the ones for all those talent acquisition professionals out there who are not yet in the land of programmatic, they can look at their peers and say, "Okay, what have they done?" Exactly. And I think that was the biggest aha to me in this research is that companies that start using it don't go back. They don't go back to traditional advertising. Yeah. 57% of companies that use programmatic are continuing to increase their investment. And that's huge to say, That's an, and it's an easy replacement. It's not like a CRM. Like if you right. if you don't want to use your CRM anymore, you've already gone through so much implementation <laughs> and so much money, you got to stick with it. But with yeah. programmatic, you could go back. You could go back to traditional, but companies aren't. They're spending more. And you know, I think that really speaks to the value and you know, the streamlining this advertising, which is a huge time commitment if you're not doing it through automation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what, what's the, what's the next point? The next point is a, another, I think, excuse more than it is anything else. Yeah. I think the next point is about this loss of control, right? It's that companies think if they're going to go to programmatic, we're going to lose control in how we're doing our advertising. This is something right. we want to manage. We want to use one aggregator. We want to use Indeed. And that's what we're comfortable with. And programmatic means we don't have control of that anymore. We're removed from the negotiation. But to me, it's like traditional advertising. It's a complete out of control model. That's a model yeah. that is out of control. You have no visibility. You have no idea what's working. And when it doesn't work, you have to spend more to be able to get more of an online presence. So it's not working. You're not getting the right candidates. Give us more money so we can increase your online presence. You still will have no visibility and that's out of control. So it's, it's interesting. So, so you're, you're trading one control piece for you control maniacs, et cetera, out there. I know, cause I'm one, you're trading the control of knowing exactly where my job is being posted for the control over your wallet. Because right now the control on your wallet is gone. You are screwed. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So to be able to, and to be able to see the, some visibility and performance-driven advertising, which just right. isn't happening right now. So, and that is all through this third point, which I am going to just sit here <laughs> and just bask in because we've been talking about AI for so long and everybody makes fun of it and everybody's like, yeah, machine learning and AI, but you found 
that AI is actually the key differentiator, which is why people stay and why it's so effective. Yeah, because you're actually using historical data, you're using these job attributes, and you're able to predict what's going to work. So the advertising that you're doing is based on a model for your company that's going to work for you and bring you the right candidates. And that's very different than just real-time bidding. That's very different than just job distribution. AI, to me, that's the differentiator. And that's when you look at all these different providers we talked about in the beginning, that's where you're going to start to see some providers stand out more than others. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chat and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> right right and some of these providers i mean they've been around for 10 to 20 years in gathering data i mean we're talking about models that before programmatic, these organizations were, were gathering data because they were pretty much the dumbed down distribution models and then they evolved. So this isn't, it's not like you're dealing with organizations who just popped up out of nowhere. You're dealing with individuals who've been in this space for a very long time. In some cases, probably longer than you talent acquisition leader. It's such a good point. Nobody talks about that. It's these, these CEOs and these founders of these companies have been in the space forever. And most of them have started other companies too. They've gone through this. They've seen what yeah. works, what doesn't work. And they've landed here in this programmatic world because they see the value. And that's, you know, it's, it's not somebody that's kind of worked in finance and said, oh, talent acquisition is getting a lot of money. Let's move over there and, and build something <laughs> cool. They get it. You know, they get it. Yeah, because that is exactly not how this industry works. <laughs> uh, so, and we talk about, you know, that's your fourth point, that programmatic requires expertise. Yeah. Exactly. And I think when you kind of go back to that, who are the players? What are the categories? We're starting to see some, you know, different providers and whether it's ATS land or CRM land starting to talk about it, but it really does require that expertise and that commitment 
to, to doing this because it's a lot of work. And I think anyone that's been responsible for traditional advertising, you know that, you know how much work it is, you know how much time you put in, you know how much error can, can be involved with that. So if providers not dedicated to that, they're going to have the same issue. Yeah. Well, I'm going to definitely call out a bunch of those applicant tracking systems that are out there. Today. Remember, you and I were at the same conference and I was talking to, to Colin Day about this. This to me, for your clients, is not an option anymore. Whether you're iSIMs, whether you're smart recruiters, whether you're Jobvite, none of this is an option. This is a part of core business. And if you're not going to build it, partner with some of these providers in a really strategic way. And I think that's what a lot of ATSs are doing, which is very smart. Yeah. So your fifth and final, as we tease a little bit more into this, is programmatic impacts both marketing and talent acquisition metrics. Talk a little bit about that. And does this mean that we're going to have to bring the CMO into the discussion? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's not a bad idea to, to bring the CMO into the discussion, mostly because I think talent acquisition can benefit from seeing how marketing has done this. Yes. And use that as a role model and a use case. If we can see how marketing's adopted this, how they're, you know, they're not even building a business case anymore. It's just part of what they do. We could probably learn something from that. So I think it's a great idea to do that. And what we found and I think people always love to see kind of the impact of different technology on the business. We found a big um, increase in things like job views, um, traffic to the site, um, thinking about, you know, where some of these sources are coming from, all these kind of traditional marketing advertising metrics that companies look at, a huge impact on them when companies use programmatic. And then kind of your traditional TA metrics like time to fill, quality of hire, and diversity, you know, hiring too, we saw a big improvement. So anyone that's interested in the report, I can share all of that with you. But that was, that to me is always the most interesting thing to see. Okay, wow, this this really does work. Yeah, yeah. Well, it obviously does because when when companies get into it, they don't leave. They don't leave. Uh, so, so, okay, so really quick, how can people find the research and where should they also go to listen to our fabulous webinar that we're doing. I know we're going to be talking about much more of this discussion on the webinar. And we have a couple yes. of case studies we're going to be talking about. So if you're interested in that, um, go to hr.com and you can go to their events. It's March 23rd at 1 p.m. And we'll be there with some slides. We'll have some slides. So that's always, <laughs> that's always exciting. Um, and then our research will be published next week at aptituderesearch.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I can't, I can't let you out of here yet because we've had a couple of big things happen this week or actually today. today. And, and I want some Madeline hot takes on this. So you want to play the game? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 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 So today, drum roll, please seek out received 65 million in series B funding prior to this, they only had 8.2 million. So what are your thoughts on Seekout? And this is a big raise. Huge. I mean, this is huge. I, you know, I thought I was just going to have a great day. We were going to record this. I was going to get some work done, do something. This is going to be a writing day, a low key day. And no, then this happens. I mean, this is a huge, huge, huge announcement. And We've been doing a little, a little bit on AI matching, and I, to me, this is where Seekout's going to go, right? They're 
they're awesome with search. They're kind of solving that problem for organizations when they're looking to, you know, find the right candidates. They can kind of search all these public profiles like GitHub and um, Stack Overflow and all these kind of expert sites and find candidates. And that's such such value for companies and in, in sourcing. But then if you look at what like Eightfold is doing and Hired Score is doing and all the attention they're getting and uh-huh. Just, it's it's amazing. I mean, those are two amazing companies and we could talk about that for an hour. But, you know, I think this is Seekout's opportunity is to say, well, not only can we kind of solve this search and, and think about, you know, diversity hiring and thinking about efficiency, but can we kind of play in this AI matching space a little bit more competitively as well? Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting, that, that's an interesting thought. My favorite tech in the space today is matching that that's my favorite it is the it is the biggest lift out of anything else that's happening in technology today and it also leverages the hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars that companies have spent in creating their own candidate databases that they just allow to atrophy and die and so on and so forth so i think i think that is a very interesting angle. Although, you know, my question is to the eightfold side of the house, eightfold, to be quite frank, they are promising way too much right out of the gate. And I, I I love to see a company who knows how to focus and they are disciplined. A noop, a noop. I can see where this could be a a pretty easy, we're, we're searching databases. Now we're reaching back and we're, we're, we're continuing to search databases. It's just your database. It'll be interesting how right. they sell that as an as an outreach and an inreach kind of kind of scenario. So I, I like that take. That that's pretty hot. Yeah, and I think the other piece too is like I think they're going to have to tighten up their messaging around a AI and ethical AI because that's what Hired Score has done so well. I know that's what Eightfold has been focused on, and that's a very different uh, different approach than I think what some of the other AI providers are kind of putting out there in the market. It's it's real consent. It's real ethical AI. Yeah. And that is a podcast within itself. <laughs> You're going to take me down a rabbit hole. Let me tell you. Okay. Before I go there, before I go there, we got to get to the the next piece of news. 10 guy gets legs. What do, you, what do you think about this? I thought this was, I was excited by this. I was not expecting it. And I saw your post actually this morning and it got me interested. And I, I think it, it, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, I think they got a lot of attention with the talking head for anyone that it doesn't know 10 guy. They have this talking head that does interviews that reduces bias. And it's basically giving everyone the same opportunity with this sort of robot, a real robot head that does the interview. And a lot of companies invested in this and they bring this in and everybody kind of goes through this process. And there's mixed reviews, right? We've heard mixed reviews. It's people like the head, people don't, they think it's creepy. They, you know, have have different opinions on it. But I think the value to give everyone a fair opportunity and increase inclusivity is a huge advantage. And to be able to now do what they're doing and kind of, you know, broaden it a little bit is I think just strengthening that inclusivity message. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if you take a look at all the acquisitions around 
interviewing and video interviewing. Uh, there's obviously a huge need for for something like this, and and to pat Joel and myself on on the back, we were in it was 2019 when we actually uh, had an opportunity to go to Sweden and meet with the team. This is one of the things that we said they have to do. I mean, there's they have to be able to provide portability, not to mention, can you imagine trying to scale a bunch of those talking heads versus an app? So now they have this awesome physical interviewing capability along with something that is much more scalable and fits right in your hand. So I think this is a, an awesome job. The work that goes into something like this uh, is is pretty amazing. And for them to turn it around uh, that quickly and still have the updates going for the uh, the physical 10 guy, I've got, yeah. that's a, just a big applause for those guys. Yeah. And especially in like the remote recruiting world that we're all in now too, yeah. to be able to pivot like that and say, this is, this is what a lot of companies need and we can, we can work on that. They, they did a good job getting that out quickly. I love it. I love it. Well, Madeline, thank you for taking a little bit of your time and teasing out what we're going to be talking about uh, with programmatic on, you know, the, the HR.com webinar and the research itself. One more time, where can they go to find the actual research? Yes, you can go to aptituderesearch.com next week and and I can share that link with you when it's up and, and okay. published and ready to go. But um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm thrilled that we're talking about it together and I'm excited for the webinar too because I know we have a lot more to say on all of this. Good times. Now that I got you, Madeline, we're doing more of this. I appreciate awesome. <laughs> again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And we out. Bye. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.